welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 59. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as you can always, as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. I told you, I, I, it's right there. It's right there. And I still just can't read the words on the piece of paper. But oh man, today's guest is uh, Christiana Helberg. A uh, Hilberg, Hilberg. I told you I was gonna. Fuck. Oh man, this is this is great. This is great. Christiana Hilberg, founder of Freelance Friend. Uh, she is a content creator, avid connector, and freelance mentor. She has over ten years of experience in the client expertise industry and is driven to help all women that she comes in contact with to unlock their potential and succeed. That is a mouthful, but Chris, thanks for being on the show today. Yes, I am so stoked to be here. Thank you. Thanks for getting this organized. Love yeah, it. It's it's. I think it's gonna be a really good conversation. I think our topic today is gonna kind of hit uh, hit home to a lot of people. But before we get into all of that, let the listeners know maybe a little more uh, about yourself other than the the little blurb that I just gave. You know what? This is kind of funny. I have started talking about this because you get this question all the time, right? Where people are like, tell me more about you. And I always am like, oh, where do I start? Like, do I start when I'm like five years old? Because I feel like there's so one so time much. I had this red bicycle. Right. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, God, where do I even begin with my life? But whatever, for time's sake, we'll just start it. I don't know, maybe a few years back. Um, my husband is in the military and that's kind of what got me into this whole like freelancing remote world, which I love. And I would say right around that same time is kind of where all of my, how I got unstuck or how I even came to be here and my mission and like everything that's kind of just like come to pass in the last several years. So I think that becoming a freelancer almost like unlocked my potential that I didn't even know I had. Um, so it's kind of been just a cool journey the last, the last few years. Yeah. And I've, like I, I told you before we started recording, I've been listening to a few of your, your podcast episodes once I found you on which that platform is just ridiculous. And I absolutely love it. And I don't remember, I can't remember the lady's name or the people that created it, but like to help find podcast guests and stuff like that, just finding super interesting people. But when I was listening through some of your episodes and kind of this idea of just telling, telling stories, and I think you quoted a few times as raw, unfiltered, and no bullshit. And I was just mm -hmm. like, that, that hits the nail on the head. But you, you kind of go into people's story and you, you help people realize how important their stories are, how we yeah. each have a story to tell. And like telling that story um, kind of helps, like you said, unlock our potential and realizing, oh, I can kind of have a larger impact than I'm even realizing. So when you're talking with clients or even talking with podcast guests, that sort of thing, how do you help people understand that they, that they have a little more in them, that they're kind of limiting their potential? That is such a great question. And I think I, I think that having guests on my show, I really, I'm kind of like you in the sense that I don't like to have like a structure because number one, you don't really know how you're going to show up that day. Like yeah. you could be having a real shit day and show up to record an episode and think that you want to talk about unlocking your potential, but really you just want to talk about like your mom and how awful the situation is. <laughs> and so I think that 
you already have the answer inside of you that you need. Sometimes you just need somebody to hold the space for you to like voice it, to just talk about it. And I think that my guests, most of them come on the show and end up throughout the episode, just kind of like realizing how awesome they are just by, just by talking and talking to somebody who's not necessarily like, I would never judge your story. Sometimes I, I mute myself because sometimes I'm crying or sometimes I'm like, holy shit. And so I think that it's just like the safe space that gives you the opportunity to just realize it yourself because you can hear the same shit over and over and over again. Right. Like there's so many different people telling you you're so great or you have this, these skills, like you should utilize them. And until you are able to like realize it yourself, it doesn't really matter. So my whole Uh, I guess platform is to always give my clients or my guests just that space. And then me to just ask the hard questions, like, or not even the hard questions, but just the real questions. Like, how does that feel? And it's okay if it feels really bad or it's okay if you're like, gosh, even though I've been in this industry, I'm like, I'm totally going to do a spinoff. So I have a client right now. She is a copywriter. She's been copywriting for like 40 years, you guys, 40 years. And she just told me the other day, I don't know if like I have expertise to talk (laughs) about this. And I was like, what? Get out of here. Yeah. I was like, um, does your 40 years of experience like not count as like, what? I'm like, and really as a human being, you don't really learn how to do something until you do it yourself. Like even with podcasting, I listened to podcasts for years until I did it myself. I had no idea the time, energy, everything, like the passion that goes into it. And the same thing with, with my client, like, I'm like, girlfriend, you got to show up as an expert and like start sharing these tips, tricks, strategies, because you have so much to offer that you're totally discounting yourself for. So I think that it's just like challenging people, man, like, trying to get them to realize that you, even, even if she would have only had a year of experience of copywriting, I'm like, you have more experience than somebody else. So you still can share your journey and expertise. I don't even know if I answered the first question. I'm like, there's, you you did. And, And the way you said it too, I think you hit the nail on the head of like giving people that space to kind of realize it themselves kind of thing. Alarm, alarm. (laughs) <laughs> my husband's calling. I have no idea <laughs> what is happening. Oh my God. Okay. So that's actually, before I get to my point, there was actually, I just saw something on Instagram reels because that's a rabbit hole that you never get out of. But it said like they were showing like a, an iPhone automation shortcut and they're like, yeah. you can do something really cool that when your phone is plugged in or like when it, you go to charge it, you can make it say something. And the guy like he plugs it in and it goes, oh, daddy, please charge me or something like that. And I'm just like, I need to do that to everyone's phone. Like if you just grab somebody else's phone, that's like, oh, you unlocked it. Like, I'm just going to make this quick automation, right? Because you're not going to know it until you plug it into the wall. And I'm like, genius. Yeah. Genius. That is a great, great information. Yeah. I love that. Now I'll just have to figure that out. <laughs> I'll send you that. But anyway, sorry about um, that emergency call. No, no. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, but I was saying you hit the nail on the head of giving people the space and allowing them to say it because 
you go through, you know, Instagram or whatever, you can see all of the motivational speakers kind of giving you this thing of like, you're great, you're worth it, you can do this. And it's great to have that like positive energy coming around you. But until you actually like vocalize it and say like, no, I am great. I am doing this or I'm telling my story and it's actually worth sharing. That's kind of when you you really get the confidence in it because you can read the, the happy, feel good stuff all day. But if you're not sharing it with people, it's kind of limiting yourself. You know, we talked about too, um, I think it was before we started recording, the idea of we we tell these stories, we have these guests because some people don't have a platform or feel like they they feel like they don't have a platform and you're able to give them something, even if it's 50, 100, 200 listeners, whatever it is. And they're like, I'm telling somebody a story and somebody's going to get something out of this. They're going to see something you said and be like, yeah, that's exactly what I needed to hear to help jumpstart me to X, Y, and Z. But that would have never happened if you didn't actually take that step and kind of, you know, unlock your potential, if you will, and like open up the box. Yeah, no, 100%. And I've even had people reach out who either I lost connection with like over the years, you know, who aren't listening to my podcast or people even just like message me on Instagram that are like, oh my gosh, this past week's episode. And I'm like, you listen to my show? Like, <laughs> I love that. I'm like, that is so great. Love you. I, I, I just, it's just this way to connect with people that, in our digital world sometimes is missing. Like, I think sometimes it can just get to be like superficial or you're like only connecting in hopes of like getting featured or something. Whereas I'm just like, just connect with me. I don't even care. We can be best friends about anything. Like we can talk about really anything. I'm like, and that's, that's one thing about my show. That's a little bit different. So for some of my clients, I do like podcast PR and do outreach and stuff. And some people are hilarious when it comes to like certain guests they want on the show. Like they're like, Oh, that doesn't really fit. I'm like, really? Like they're a human. So really they could have a story that fits with your audience because your audience is also other humans. So it's very interesting that some people are so rigid when it comes to who they accept as guests. And I'm, I just don't ever feel like you could have somebody that's not like that, that couldn't be a good fit in the sense of just sharing something. Yeah. I think a lot of that times, if, if for whatever reason, let's say there's a guest that you feel like you're not getting something out of, that's more on the interviewer than the person being interviewed. Like you're not asking the right questions. You're not sparking the conversation. Most shitty podcast episodes aren't because the guest was the bad person. You know, every once in a while you probably have some like crazy person that you're like, Oh, I didn't expect him to answer that way. Like let's not talk about the Capitol riot, you know, that kind of thing. Like we're not going, we're not on that situation, but you have you, most of the time it's the host not asking the proper questions and not guiding the conversation to allow people to kind of share their story. You know, the, the name of my show is obviously run with purpose. And initially, you know, my, I had a previous show that was all about running and stuff like that. And I was going to do the same kind of thing here. You do running tips and do that stuff. And then I realized like, that's boring. I had a co-host before. Now it's just me. I'm like, what am I going to be like? Well, this week, my goals are this. It's like, no, that's stupid. (laughs) So the idea is, is running your life with purpose and intentionality. So the run with purpose is just like a metaphor of sakes of like, this is what I do. I love running, but my guests don't have to love running. They don't have to like fitness for that matter. Like they just need to be running their life with purpose and intentionality, whatever that means. And that's, that's a wide umbrella. Totally. 
No, I love that. Even though it's hilarious because my husband is like an avid runner and he's always getting me to like, he wanted me to run what is like a 11 K. I don't know what that is. And I was like, listen, I'll do it. But like, I hate running. We're not running together. Like I'll train by myself. You, he doesn't really need to train. I'm like, he already runs, you know, like 11 miles a day or whatever he does. I don't know. And I was like, we'll just train separately. Like we won't talk about it, but it'll be like a fun thing that we do together. And like he finished, you know, in like 45 minutes and I finished in like two hours and like (laughs) maybe on the way that I was like chatting with. And that was that, but like, it's just so funny because I'm sure he would love like a running podcast that also, cause he could connect with that, you know, like it would be like, yes, this dude also has like really high goals, just like me. Whereas me, I'd be like, don't ever listen to that when I'm in the car. I hate it. <laughs> You're like this is dumb. And I think that's the idea is it's trying to be trying to reach a lot of people, which is, it's always a great thing. Like growth is not, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, it's the right reasons. Like you said, is how many people, kind of say, I only want this kind of guest, or I only want to talk about this thing, or I'm only reaching out to people because if I reach out to them, they better have me on their show or they better buy some of my merchandise or they should be. And it's like, I don't care if you have five followers or 5,000 followers. If I think you have an interesting story and you're an interesting person, I'm going to harass you on social media. Like mm-hmm. that's just what I do. I, the listeners, listeners know, cause I talk about it almost every week. It's like, I will find people that look like they have interesting stories and be like, Hey, do you want to be on my show? And they'll be like, yeah. I, what, I don't, what do you mean be on a show? First off, who are you? creepy man that's just <laughs> sliding in the dms like like a creep you know so yeah it's just that's a fun fun thing but um no I, as far as like my guests go for sure i've like reached out to people and they're like podcasts like i reached out just because i want people to share their stories and i personally know which I mean, if you, if you just think about your immediate network, right? Like, you know, so many awesome people and then think about people they know. And then just like this whole virtual world of all these people, but I'm like, okay, let's just tap into my quick network because like I, one of my mom's best friends, I'm like here's story time quick. She wasn't able to get pregnant. She had infertility stuff, but she adopted kids and was able to breastfeed. What the fuck? Like, nobody knows that. Like, that's not really like information. That's just like posted like, Oh, you know, having infertility issues, adopt a kid, but still be able to breastfeed. And so I'm like, share your story, please. And she's like, I don't know what a podcast is. And (laughs) I don't want people to know, like hear my voice. And I'm like, okay, well, what about, cause it was my mom's best friend. I'm like, what about my mom pretends to be you to share your story? And it's just like anonymous, but it's just a really cool story because even the kiddos that she adopted, like the whole story was just like, I mean, her kiddo that they came, I mean, her kid that they adopted was a twin who was like left in a closet. The mom was like a on drugs, like the whole story. I'm just like, please just like share it because there's somebody out there who either can relate to you or like, I'm not trying to like exploit you, but I think that it's like a very touching and relatable story, especially to women who are either a like suffering from infertility or 
anybody. Like I, I just keep, I'm just like anybody, everybody. And so that's just an example of how I tapped into my own network to just be like, you have such an incredible story that can touch other people's lives just share it or have my mom share it for you. <laughs> I don't know. My brother will share it for you. I'll share it. But I really think that it like, and then after that, I think it like kind of empowered her. Like she's like, I could maybe like submit my story or like, and I'm like, yeah, girl, you can like pitch it. I don't know. Write a blog about it. Yeah. She like to become a blog writer. And I'm like, yes, I just think that, even just one time sharing your story could unlock your potential and like open your eyes to just like, Oh, there's this whole Avenue. I haven't even explored. Like I, I don't know. It's just, it's really incredible to see that in my guests and just hear feedback. Like even for them to be like, I loved having that opportunity. I'm like, girlfriend, I only have like a hundred listeners. I'm so <laughs> Like, because I just, there's just something powerful about sharing your own story, I think. Yeah. And you, you, you wrapped it up nicely. It's a nice little full circle there of going back to unlocking your potential. Cause the idea is people think that their story doesn't matter is really what it comes down to is, is what my story is my thing, but no one's going to be able to get anything from it. No one's going to be able to take a piece of that and run with it and give them motivation and give them determination to kind of keep moving forward and that kind of thing. But you, you said exactly what it was is once somebody shares their story, you get a little confidence in it and it's yeah. like, it becomes, it becomes a little bigger than itself, if you will, not like superficial or fictitious, but it becomes bigger and you realize the impact your story can have in helping people in whatever kind of way, especially with like infertility or any of those kinds of things. Like I listened to, I started listening to one of your episodes about a lady that was, um, uh, I think it was called like waiting or something like that. I think it was a relatively recent one. And she had, it was like, they were waiting for like three years for her and her husband to get pregnant. And I was just like, yeah, like that's, that's an awesome story <clears throat> to hear. Cause I have friends that are going through a similar situation. So it's like, it's like, okay, you know, obviously I talk to my friends and we kind of understand there, but to see someone else's point of view and how they handle it as well, it's like, okay, do I take some tips away from this that I can share with my friends and, and, you know, and then share the show with them. It's like those kinds of things. You have those stories. People kind of get, um, a little lift in their spirit of, Hey, I'm able to help people out. And then we're able to share. And then to your point, kind of going to like a, a freelancing aspect of how you help your clients is now they, they realize that potential they have like, okay, wait a second. I might be able to do something more than this nine to five that I absolutely hate, or I might be able to do something in addition to, cause I know some, some moms that I've talked to have this like identity crisis as being just a stay at home mom. And they're like, well, first off, that's more work than I'm willing to ever do period. Mm -hmm. But the idea of like, what else, like I want to do this and something else. And it's like, well, if you want to continue, like how can you do it? You have the time. It's talking about like carving out and that sort of thing. But I think, goes to that circle. So how do you kind of help people, you know, I guess women specifically, since that's most of your clientele is how do you help them understand that, Hey, culture puts you in this box of, Hey, you're now a mom and this is all you can do. You can't do anything else. You're a mom until the kids leave. And even then you're still going to be just mom. You have no other value other than that. Yes. I love that you brought this up. Um, I think that I bring a unique perspective to this because I am a mom of three, but I have never once like let myself be labeled as like 
oh, you know, Chris is a, is like just, cause I think that word mm. comes in there. Like yep. is just a mom or just a stay at home mom or anything like that. I have always said, you know, like I'm Chris, but there's always like some things that come before and I'm a mom. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm an aerialist. I teach bar fitness. Like I'm this, I'm this. And I'm a mom, which I love, but I have never let that be my label. And it's kind of comical. Kurt, I, God, I can't even remember when it was. It was a few months ago. It was like right after I had Roxanne. And he said something about, um, cause I was talking about performing again. Um, because as an aerialist, I used to perform like quite frequently. And, um, sometimes when you perform, you're wearing things that like a leotard, almost like gymnastics. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've had comments about it from like my mom, like, Oh, you know, like, do you want to be wearing that? And I'm like, do I not want to be wearing yeah. it? I don't know. Like, that's a weird question. I'm just performing. And, um, Kurt had kind of said something to like, well, you're a mom. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like moms aren't allowed to like be performers now or they're not not allowed. And then of course he like immediately was like, oh shit. And he's like, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. Like he was like, oh, like not what I meant. And I'm like, well, it's like what you said. (laughs) Kind of. And so I think when it comes to me being able to like, help women. I think number one, it's just like, it is who I am. So I can empower them just by me showing up completely like that myself. So I would never tell you to, you know, stand in your power if I wasn't doing it myself. I think it comes naturally to me to just be like, let's look at all of you and not just, um, here comes that word again, just, and not putting yourself into this box because society says that you should, because now that you're a mom, these are the things that you, that you should be doing. And I fucking hate that word should, or like supposed to. And so I think that just being like that voice, my own voice, using my voice to man, I, I feel like I tell like every woman that like, no matter who I'm talking to, I'm just like, what do you like? What, what is your passion? Like what really lights your soul on fire? Yeah. Being a mom is totally something that I love, but it doesn't define all of me. Like Mm -hmm. there are so many different sides of me. And I also think that it's beneficial to my kids. I mean, I have two girls and obviously a boy too, who's going to grow up and hopefully, you know, my, the way that I lead my life will, you know, influence him up maybe a little bit differently than my girls, but I want them to know that like, because my mom was a mom, she gave up her life or her mm. dreams, or her goals to raise us. Like I want them to watch me keep, you know, building my business or fulfilling my dreams. And so that they are like, yes, I have this dream and now I can do it because my mom unintentionally gave me that permission by doing it herself. Like we we watched my mom, you know, like we watched her do this and this and this, and she was still a mom, like, because I decide to be an aerialist and wear a gymnastics suit doesn't now mean that I can't like go home and love my family. So I think that it's just showing up and, and feeling that myself, because then it's not even like trying of, or to be like, how do I like, 
give my, my clients that like, I'm like, it just, it just comes out. It just naturally shows up in how I, and how I conduct business and, and my personal life. Yeah. <clears throat> you're basically, you're, you're thriving in your, your own dreams and stuff like that. Well, while at the same time setting a good example for your kids of, no, this is how you do things. You know, you, you prioritize time, you make sure there's appropriate things that you're moving forward and everything, but it's not like, Hey, <clears throat> everything is on hold. Now we're only dealing with you. And I, my mom, she won't listen to this, or at least I'm not going to share it on Facebook. So she does listen to it because that's the only way she knows how to get to it. Um, but she, that was kind of her story. What I've seen as an adult now with her story is my parents got divorced when I was young. And then my, um, like I'm, my wife and I aren't having kids and my brother has four kids. So she basically is like hang, hung out with them. They lived in Florida and then he moved to Arizona. So now mm -hmm. she's in Florida by herself. And, she, and she's having this almost identity crisis of now what? What do I do now? Because all of my identity was in the kids and then grandkids. And that's kind of like she feels like lost. And you can, I can hear it when I talk to her and stuff like that, and, which I do need to call her. I told her I was going to call her last night and completely forgot. So. <laughs> if you should pause, you can just give her your mom a call quick. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll get her on the air. Like, mom, we'll, just, we'll call you in real quick. Mom, let's talk about some stuff. What are you going through? Yeah, she'd love that. Um, listeners would not. Um, but your idea of the just, I think that that's a great thing for people to be reminded of. If you're not just anything, we're, we're all more than just, just one thing. We're all more than the one thing that society might label us or our profession or whatever the case might be. The minimalists have a a good thing that they talk about of the idea of when you're introducing yourself, you know, people always ask, you know, what do you do? You know, and what they really want to know is what do you get paid to do? Because mm -hmm. they kind of want it. They want to like informally judge you based off of whatever your role is and that sort of thing. And they, they switch it up and they talk about what they're passionate about. Like this is, this is what I'm passionate about, not what I make money in. Cause then the next question I talk about, like I'm passionate in photography and videography and, and creating, I'm, you know, I'm a creator at heart. I'm a storyteller. And people are like, well, do you make money on that? And I'm like, I mean a little, that's not what pays the bills, but it's like, that's what I'm passionate about. And you just want me to put in like, no, you're a data analyst. Like that's what you do. And that's who you are and through and through. And you're like, but I'm so much more than that. And, and when you, when you realize that, which it takes a lot to realize that you're more than just the label that people put on you, it helps kind of open that box. I always say that you were like, we're in a box that there's nothing on top of the box. We just stay in it. We just stay in the cage and don't ever try to pop out because we're afraid of what's going to happen if we kind of open ourselves up to criticism or, or anything like that. Mm, yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I've heard that before of like, and I even catch myself doing it. And then I'm pissed off at myself for <laughs> asking that question. Like I'll be, you know, like communicating with someone and I'll be like, what do you do? Or what do you do for work? And then I'm like, actually, I don't give a fuck what you do for work. What do you do that like you love to do? And so I think that it's just like rewiring our brain because I think it's just like systemic. Like we grew up yeah. listening to our parents ask it. We've been asked it. So like naturally we ask it, even though I'm like, I don't really care about any of that. Like, I don't want to know. I or care really like where you went to college, if you went to college or whatever. Like, I'm like, where are you at now? I don't know. Like, I just, 
it's way more interesting to me than to just have that blanket answer or for people to ask me that like I'm like how dare you yeah (laughs) I don't know it's weird especially as a freelancer and I think that like imposter syndrome comes up a little bit Mm -hmm. because people don't really understand freelancing which is kind of hard as a freelance mentor right Because people are like, what the fuck is freelancing? Like, what are you what, what doing? What do you do? What does she yeah. do up there? Yeah. And I'm like, all the things. And so I, I don't really sit on ideas for very long. I'm usually like, I have an idea and I just do it. And so I decided a few months ago, I was like, you know what? I want to start coaching or mentoring people who want to come into the freelance world. I'm just going to start like a little group coaching program, which number one Everyone promotes group coaching and I fucking hate it because everyone's different. So it's so hard to just like have a group of people and try to give one message. I'm like, nope, doesn't work that way. So tried to do this group coaching, had like nine women and all of them were so different at different levels of understanding number one, what freelancing was. And even like a step below of being like, huh? Like, how do my skills like in real life, like transfer over to the remote world? Like they could not wrap their head around it or like mindset stuff where they're like, well, I've, or like, I've been working, you know, a nine to five for so long. And my boss tells me that $15 an hour is all I'll ever make. And I'm just like, listen, sister, like, unless we wrap your mind around the fact that like let's not even just sit and think about it. Let's just go ahead and say, you can, you can make 10 K as a freelancer doing what you love to do. So, and then they'll be like, Oh God, but what do I love to do? And I'm like, so it's almost like a freelancing isn't even, it can't even be the number one thing that we talk about. It almost has to be like your passions, your mindset, who you are, your story, And then we can tap into like what freelancing might look for you. But it is a hard message, I think, to get across to people that like freelancing isn't just like, well, I mean, some days it is me sitting in bed, like on my computer, (laughs) but a lot of days, like, it's not just like work from home where I'm like loading the dishwasher and doing the laundry and like fucking around. Like, it's like me at my desk from 7am to 5pm, not leaving and like getting shit done for my clients and like a lot of due dates, a lot of turnaround, a lot of creating, which I love to do. But I'm just like, I think that people have this like vision of, you know, quote unquote freelancing that I'm like, I don't even want to tell you what I do. And even if I like went the other route and said, oh, I make money online. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. Here we MLM. go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> like, tell, tell me where I need to sign up to get 15 people underneath me. Totally. And I'm like, God, no. And so it's almost like a imposter syndrome or something like a block to where when people ask me what I do, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm just like, like, no, no, no. (laughs) So then I I I eat kittens. That's what I do. I just eat kittens. That's. Oh my God. I really should just come up with some crazy ass story. Then you'll see too. You'll see that people aren't even paying attention to your answer. Cause that's yeah, what you like, said it there is like, you don't care. No one cares about that answer. Everyone's yeah. just told to say that. Oh yeah, totally. And so, I mean, I've even been in conversations with people where they'll be like, Oh, you know, like Nancy, her husband is an attorney. And I'm like, 
who cares? Who's Nancy? And like, why are we talking about what her husband does? Like, I don't care what he does. It's so interesting that that's just like part of conversation anymore. And I'm like, how many of us at this table, like really care about it? I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start doing that anymore. Like, I'm just going to start being like, listen, oh my God, speaking of this is on the same train of thought, but have you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? I have not. I want to though. I've heard so many good things about it. Larry David is so hilarious. He makes you so uncomfortable because he does this. Like, he'll just be like, I hate this, whatever's happening. Like you're saying this, you're doing this. This is annoying. He's just very like watching the show almost makes you feel like uncomfortable and, and anxious because you're like, Oh my God, like who says that? But I told my husband, I'm like, I kind of wish that I was like Larry David because there's so many instances where I think, and not even to be like a mean person, but just to be like, huh? Like, I don't agree with that at all. Or why did you just ask me, you know, what, what my husband does for a living? Like, do you really care about that? Or are you really just wondering, like if me and my husband, you know, like get to the actual question, like the real one. Cause that's not the real question. Yeah. They're asking you that to be like, oh, well that's why she can do the freelancing stuff. Totally. Yeah. So I'm like, just ask me the real question. It's way easier. And I try and promote that over like my freelancing life and in my personal life. Like I'm like, I would rather, and that's why my tagline is just like, no bullshit. Like I don't want to just be like, you know, surface level. I hate surface level stuff. When I meet people, I never just want to like talk for 15 minutes to like, Oh, how are you? Like, I'm like, Nope. Like what's going on today? Like, how did you feel? Did something just happen? Like, let's talk about that because I just feel like that's what's real. And that's what you want to talk about anyways. Like why, why pretend, why pretend? Yeah. And it goes back to that whole like mindset aspect of it. You said, you don't, you don't, it's not like we want to be mean. You don't want to be mean and be rude and that sort of thing. You don't want to be, have people be taken back by it, but they're not asking the questions they want to ask or they're, they're trying to get to other information. And it's like, why do we play this dance of Mm -hmm. trying to get the information? And then the other piece of it is why do people even care? What difference does it make what I do for a living or how much money I make or that sort of thing? Cause I, I make so many people uncomfortable in person when I talk to them because I don't care at all about money. Like money to me is just a thing. It's like you need money to pay bills and do things with. So when I have conversations with people about finances and stuff like that, they, they get a little taken back of when I'm like, well, how much do you make? Mm-hmm. Well, like, well, we can figure this out, but we need to figure out a budget. We can do things, you know, I can help you with this, but I need to know it. Like, well, just tell me some like high level. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is what we need to, we need to get into this if we want to solve the problem. But people yeah. are so interesting in these like taboo conversations. The same thing is I, I'm a, a worship leader at my church and I'm very involved in everything my church does. But then when I have conversations with people, there's certain people I've had on the show before where I'll make mention of something about church and instantly you can see that the tone change in it. And it's like, because, because I have faith, I'm all of a sudden like a weird person. Like it's one of those where you feel that like instant. And sometimes I just do it on purpose because it's hilarious to be like, I'm going to see how awkward this is going to make you feel because I'm okay with it. It took me a while to get there because a lot of times you don't want to share certain things where you feel where you're different, if you will, or that you're not on the same page as the way society says that you should be or doing the things you should be. Um, But I was like, I'll I'll push it. Let's see. Let's see where you want to see where you want to go with there. I love that. I'll sometimes do that just because 
I grew up uh, Mormon. Mm. And so, I mean, some people will be like, have you met Mormons before? And they'll like kind of go off. And I have since like left that and, you know, I'm kind of on this spectrum, but it's just very interesting. Cause I'll be like, Oh yeah, I grew up Mormon. And they're like, Oh, and then they're like, well, I like, I like Mormons. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I'm like, I get it. I think I parked yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll be like, Oh, um, yeah. you know, and then it just like gets awkward. And I'm like, listen, it's totally fine. Like, I'm fine talking about really any topic. I usually don't get uncomfortable, but I do totally understand what you're saying as far as like, there are just taboo topics that like society has made into taboo topics that really don't need to be like money and people being like, well, that's a rude question to ask how much money I'm making. I'm like, is it? I don't think it is. I think we should talk about money. Like everyone really should be talking about money. Um, Yeah. Yeah, man. But almost choosing to make things uncomfortable or not even uncomfortable, but just like pushing past that to where you have to like think about it for a second. I mean, and just pause and be like, oh, how do I feel about that? You know, and not just like push it off as uncomfortable, but just be like, hmm, maybe because it's uncomfortable, I should I should visit that. Yeah. And that's exactly the point right there is you need to stretch yourself to grow, get out of like your comfortable zone and and stretch yourself to be like, I'm going to have that awkward conversation with someone that may have completely different views than me, but it doesn't mean they're wrong. And it doesn't mean that I'm right in certain things. Obviously, like from a faith standpoint, that's, you know, we all have our own beliefs and that sort of thing. But I mean, from like fundamental things, like things that are just going on in our country right now, like how split we are on so many things and people aren't willing to even have conversations. And that's the hard part is you're not even willing to have the conversation. And when the conversations happen, it becomes a debate, not a conversation. It's like, I don't need to one up you. I just need to listen to how you feel about this situation because as a white male in his mid thirties living in the Midwest that hasn't had any issues his entire life, I can't come to certain things because I don't know. The most I ever had is my last name is Flores. And when I lived in North Carolina, they were like, Hey, Mexican, you should be in the tobacco field. And I'm like, one Puerto Rican, two I'm allergic to tobacco. Found that out playing in the tobacco fields. But it's one of those things where you have to like take that step of going, let's let's have this conversation, but not feel attacked at the same time. Have an open conversation. That's why like the podcast format is great because we can sit and have this. And especially, you know, if there's anything good that came from COVID times, at least personally for me, is being able to reach out to more people and kind of have conversations with people that, I wouldn't have never found on social media because I wasn't looking for it. And it's kind of helped me understand that I have to get out of my comfort zone and kind of reach out to people that maybe I normally wouldn't. Like maybe I'd be like, we may not, we may not agree on everything. So it could be a weird conversation. Now I just invite it because I don't take offense to any of it. And I think that's a huge thing is kind of getting out of yourself in order to, to break through that potential. Well, and I think that you, you as in anybody, all of us can remain biased if we're only reading things that we've always read or only talking to people we've always talked to. So I think that that's where like the stuck mindset comes from is, I mean, who you surround yourself 
with. I mean, we've heard this since grade school, right? Like your parents are like, you have to have good friends or else you're going to be a shit person. And it's true. Like when I was hanging out with shit people, I was kind of a shit bag. And so I'm just like, you know, the same thing goes with, with everything that's, that's happening or has always happened. Like it's so good to have conversations with people who are like you, people who aren't anything like you, people who come from that different background people so that it's just like, and it does stay a conversation instead of a like, well, I'm coming at it like from this way. Like it doesn't have to be a fight. It just has to be a, oh my gosh, I'm here to learn and I'm here to listen. And that's the only way that we're going to grow as a country, society, culture, period, is by being able to listen. Because I think so many people, sometimes including myself, when it comes to my husband, I just want to be right. Like, I just want to be right. And so you just come to the table without even listening ears. Like, you're just coming to, like, prove your point and hope that somebody says, like, oh, you're right. And so this year has kind of been a year of major reflection, eye-opening to like who I am, how I show up always. And really that I should be listening a hell of a lot more than trying to talk. And even when it came to the podcast, I had had a couple different um, ideas about how I could like showcase showcase somebody else's voice instead of my own, especially during the summer and just like everything that was happening. I was like, okay, I, I don't really need to take the time to be talking or like giving my opinion about this. I want other people who I'm connected with to maybe share their story. Um, it hasn't, it didn't really ever pan out because people were like, people were getting COVID. We had to cancel a couple shows. Um, and it was just, it was a very different time, a different way of, of being able to share or have this platform. I wanted it to eventually be a platform where it wasn't even just me hosting, that it could just be anybody that wanted to share their story that could just pop in. Um, and so I was kind of like toying around with that. And I'm just like, it's so insane because we're already like almost to March. And I'm like, where the fuck did last year go? Like, it it seems so slow, but so fast, so cleansing, but so like full of ick. Like, I'm just like, it was the weirdest year. And I think there was just a lot of like pause and reflection and time to just be like, okay, Chris, like, it's great that you have shared your opinion and that you've, you know, used this platform to share your voice, but maybe let's like rethink it and let other people talk and you just listen and, and you don't need to like share your opinion right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It was, it was a trip and to, and to just kind of sit with it all. Like, I'm usually not, like I said at the beginning, I'm usually not like speechless. I usually feel like I have something to say, but last year there was several times where I just had to like sit with the feelings and just like not say anything. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a podcast post, right? I'm like, sorry, podcast is canceled. Nothing to say. Yeah. And that's, it's so funny you say that because my last show, we went for 60, 60 something episodes, but it was every single week. We did not miss a week for 60 something weeks because we were like, no, 
this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to be different. We're going to be consistent. We're going to do this. But then it gets to a point where you're just like, I, this, I don't want to talk about anything this week. And it comes like you can't hide that in your voice, at least not for an hour. Like you can't fake that for that long. Like I could fake it for probably 10 minutes. Like I could talk to somebody that I don't want to talk to for 10 minutes. But longer than that, it becomes super rough. So you have this, like you said, of sometimes you just need to like feel whatever's going on, you know, be in that moment, like feel that pain because I, I have this like quote that I've been living by for the last few years is there's, you have to get comfortable with discomfort. There's no growth when you're comfortable. You need something to kind of push you. And, yeah. and sometimes like if something hurts, you need to kind of ask the, why does it hurt? Why does that bother me the way it does? When I see a news headline where I read an article, why does that bother me to like an anger kind of aspect? Is it anger for the people that are being oppressed by the situation or is it anger because of the way people are reacting, reacting based to that? Like, you know, whatever the case might be, it's making me angry in different ways, but it's taking that step back and going, okay, but why is it because of the way I was raised, the things I know, the people I surround myself with, my ideals and values that may need to be readjusted. There's a lot of like growth that happened, I think, in last year, as bad as last year was for so many reasons. Like you said, there's just like a lot of parts where you're just like, Ugh, I just want to like lock myself in the closet and not talk to anybody. There was a lot of like reflection, like you said, and growth in that of realizing like, oh, let's, let's change the narrative of, of what I'm telling myself in my head. Because when you kind of break everything off and, you know, no longer in an office, just, you know, a, a physical office location with coworkers, like I sit in my room every single day. And like you said, as a freelancer thing, I do multiple things on the side. It's like, no, from 730 in the morning until about seven at night, I'm in this room creating something mm-hmm. and you kind of get lost in that. But sometimes you just have to take that step, feel what's going on around you to, to be able to show your best self. Yeah, I was really fortunate in the sense that the clients that I was working with at the time that right when COVID hit and Black Lives Matter, like there was, the world was just heavy. And the clients that I was working with were extremely understanding as far as like, like I would even have a client who would be like, I really feel like we should just take a couple weeks off. Like, you know, already paid you your package retainer, whatever, but like, let's just not work. Like, I think it's time to just like reflect, sit with, you know, our feelings, cry, laugh, do whatever. But she was just so understanding. And I, I mean, she as in, I work with, usually I work with women And I mean, I had another client that was just like, if you're having an off day, like don't work because of course, if you're having a bad day and you're over there, like on your computer, you're the stuff you're creating isn't going to be like happy. I mean, I, it was funny. I'm a copywriter as well. And I was at one time writing copy for like 12 different industries and my brain was getting so fogged, but that's kind of a whole different story in itself, but it's funny because I submitted my work to, you know, the girl and she was like, this quote is like really dark. (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe the day that I created it, I felt really dark. (laughs) I was like, it's not bad. Like use it. I don't know. It was just kind of funny. Now thinking back, I'm like, maybe it was dark and maybe it was just because 
it was a dark, heavy time. And for some reason, I mean, not for some reason, it was totally showing up in like my work and it was still, I still was passionate about my work and still showing up, but in a totally different demeanor. And I think that that when you're used to like having somebody who's usually showing up like, woo, like ready to go and like full of, you know, happiness. I think she was like, wow. Like, okay, we're going to have to like, I don't know, shuffle this. It it shows through like whatever your attitude is, it kind of shows through it again to your point, not that you were any less passionate about what you're doing or what you were working on, but it clearly shows through in how you do things. Like if I have a bad training week, like the podcast the next week shows that not, I'm a little more intense. I'm a little deeper and probably a little more, um, hard on myself of maybe I didn't do something great. So my, the topic maybe is a little deeper in thought and a little more heart behind it. Where if I have like a happy week, it's going to be like a lighter subject or the conversation is going to be lighter. And I think that's why I like interview type things with conversations with people is because they can kind of, it kind of helps the balance because we can match each other's tone there. If we get serious, we're both getting serious and we're going there. If things get lighter, we kind of go, you gravitate to that with people. So to your point of you, you're around shit people, you're going to be a shit person. Same kind of mindset is we need to surround ourselves with people that are promoting a positive message, but that doesn't mean we only stay with those specific kinds of people, kinds of people. I use air quotes. I don't want to be rude to people, but you know, you, if you don't see outside of that bubble, you're just getting one side of a story. And it's, I know like some of my in-laws, again, none of them are going to listen to this, so it's fine. Um, you know, it's like the new, the, the TV stays on one station and that station is telling them all of these things that just aren't true. And it's like, well, and, and I can't have conversations with them, especially now after I've had this like moment where I'm just like, I don't care how you feel about me in that standpoint. Like I care about you as a person. I love you as a person. I don't want to disrespect you, but you're talking shit. Like what you're saying makes no sense. And the garbage you're putting in your head makes no sense. So it's hard. I can't even have conversations with them about stuff because topics will come up and I'm like, where's my phone? I just need to just drown out. I'll play some Pokemon Go or something. I just need to drown it out because if you're not, it's so easy to get sucked back into that if that's all you're around. So kind of to this like potential, like all this is talking about potential and kind of where your mindset is. But if you surround yourself with people that are, to your point of ask, uh, saying earlier about like people asking what you do and you're like, I don't even want to tell you I'm a freelancer because you're going to have all of these questions. You're going to think I just sit on my butt all day and do nothing. But when you surround yourself with people that are telling you, okay, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. Your husband doesn't make enough money or it's not going to be great enough for you or you're going to abandon your kids and your kids are going to resent you for it or whatever the case might be. If you surround yourself with people like that, then guess what's going to happen? You're, start, you're going to believe it. And that's why you need people like yourself that can help coach and mentor people go, no, 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 no. This is, this is the truth. What you're hearing there is not truth. What I'm telling you is the truth. But what I need you to do is I need you to say it. I need you to say it like you believe it. Yeah. I, I love that. And like, I've been reading, um, well, I read Jen Sincero's you're a badass like a few years ago. And then she also has you're a badass at making money and then badass habits. And somebody had recommend the badass at making money. And she, at the end of each chapter, she has like actionable journal stuff. And she talks about that too, as far as like 
if you want to be making money, whatever that amount is, like that could just be 4K so that you can pay your bills and then take the rest of the year off, whatever it is, like you come up with that yourself. But whatever amount you want to be making, however you want to be living your life, those are the people that you want to be surrounding yourself with. And it's so true because I'm like, ah, like I think that when you, you know, if I'm surrounding myself with people who are like, I'm always in debt, I can never get out, I never have enough money, then it's almost like you just focus on the areas of your life that are hard and difficult. And then you're just kind of like in a poopy mood as well. And then that energy is just like pushed out everywhere else. And so, I mean, even to your point earlier, money is just energy. Money is like just an exchange of energy. And so I was even talking with a girlfriend a few months ago and she was kind of talking about money. (laughs) And I'm like, You know, I was like, I started thinking, especially I've always loved to support local, but especially with the pandemic, supporting local is like a hundred percent. Like we've been really trying to like only purchase stuff locally. And I was telling her every time that I like make a purchase, I like think like, I almost like envision it, like helping that person's family or like Mm. being so thankful that like I have the money to also give to them that I now have these products that are going to be whatever they are for. And so I'm like, just try and think of it as like energy. Like, don't think of it as like, Oh shit, I just spent $300, you know, so that we can eat organic. Like you need to think of it as like, come at it with a feeling of gratitude and you're, you're spending that 300 now, but that 300 is just going to come right back, obviously not via the same, but a different way. And so I think that to kind of just like tie all of this in together is really to unlock your potential. Number one, it really does start with your mindset and like what you're continuously telling yourself. I mean, it's science. What we have like 70,000 thoughts a day. And like 90% of those thoughts are subconscious. So I don't know if you've ever read uh, the power of your subconscious mind, but it is totally like it gets you. And it talks about how like your subconscious mind is just like a cruise ship. Right. And like all the people, or even think of the Titanic, like the, the people at the bottom of the boat that are just like chugging along, chugging, chugging. They just keep going, keep going. And that's like what your subconscious mind is doing. Like you're feeding it all these thoughts and it's just keeping on like the same track. Just like, yep, you're in debt. Yep. You're never going to have money for that. And so if we're thinking those same thoughts on a daily basis without even trying to do it, the only way we're ever going to be able to climb out of that and realize that, we don't just need to make $15 an hour or we aren't just a mom or we, you know, there's a whole other door that we can open that we haven't even tried yet is to just start telling yourself that you're a badass. And like Jensen, Sarah, like, she's like, you have to just tell yourself, like, I'm making money. I'm kick-ass. I am going to climb that mountain like maybe not tomorrow, but I'm going to start hiking every day. And then you just do it. And then you just, even if it's super uncomfortable at first and you hate it, just like running, I'm like, even though 
each mile, I was like, I fucking hate this. I just kept going. And eventually I got like a t-shirt and bacon because they had (laughs) breakfast at the end. And I was like, that was worth it. So I think that you just have to like, believe, believe that you can do it, that it's there. And then surround yourself with people who are also going to be like, yep, you can totally do this. And not even like telling you false information. Like you're so great at that, even if you're not, but just being like, you can do it no matter what it is you're doing. I don't even ask my friends anymore. Like, what are you working towards? I'm just like, you can do anything. I always tell my best friend that I'm sure she's like, Oh my God, Chris, like enough is enough. But I'm just like, whatever you want to do. I'm just like that little mantra that comes in and I I really feel though, like if someone was in my ear telling me that every day, like, hi, hello, I'm going to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm fucking awesome. And it's because you've just been telling yourself that, or your friend's been telling yourself that or your husband or whoever, or tell your kids that, but I'm just like, it's totally mindset. It's all mindset. And so I, God, I'm like, I wish that I had some sort of like power statement of how to get there. But, but for me, I'm like, it took years and even I have a business coach right now who was asking me the same thing. He was like, you know, how long have you believed that grass is green, right? Your whole life. So tomorrow you're not just going to start believing that like grass is red. Like it's going to take years for you to convince yourself. So he was just like, stop expecting overnight, like mindset shifts Like he's like, it's like a continual daily work. And yeah, you might start to see like progression after a few weeks and then a few months and then holy shit, it's next year. And you're like, damn, like I worked really hard all last year on my mindset. I surrounded myself with killer people, like amazing, awesome people. And now I'm like killing it. And I didn't even like it. It won't even seem like you were really doing anything other than just like living like you already were. I don't know. I feel like I've just kind of wrapped everyone's information into one. And that's not my quote at all. It's just me reading a ton of books well, <laughs> and finally implementing it in yeah. my own life. Well, it's just like the, the quote that says you miss a hundred percent of the shots. You don't take Wayne Gritsky, Michael Scott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what that's I it. just did. I'm, I'm going to grab everything you said and I'm going to put it in a quote and we're going to try to find like who said the individual pieces and then just put your name at the bottom of it. Oh my gosh. I always love when I come across memes. It's just like bullshit stuff. And it'll be like, Abraham Lincoln or you know, like whatever. I'm like, yeah, love this. That's totally what I just pulled, but whatever. It's fine. I just really, what my whole goal is like in life is to just pump people up. Like I'm totally a hype girl because I'm like, listen, like if, if somebody else isn't going to tell you, like I'm here and I'm not going to like hold your hand through it, but I will walk beside you to like, yes, you can. And so I'm just like, I think that also with my clients, especially is that like, you just get that energy. Number one, when you work with me is that I won't just be like, okay, like I'll do it for you. I'm like, what are you doing? But also how can I like support you? Do you need me to like walk you through this and like show you and do it with you so that you'll feel comfortable then doing it yourself. But I'm not just going to like do it for you. And the only way that you learn is by doing it yourself, which is how we talked earlier. But, um, another show that's really great is Dave. He's Lil Dicky, by the way, he's like that rapper, Lil Dicky. It's he's hilarious, 
but he has like a hype guy that he just has around him all the time. And I was like, yes, like everyone needs their hype person. Like somebody who's just like, yes, you've got this. Like before every pitch, before every meeting, before every project you create, just someone that's like, you are so cool. You've got this. You're going to show up like with your uniqueness. You're an expert. I just, I don't know. I'm totally a hundred percent about like finding whoever that person is. And maybe it's yourself is just hyping yourself up. And eventually you're going to just start believing it. And then your whole mindset has allowed you to become that person that you've like made yourself into or wanted to be all along. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now, listeners, if you didn't take a full page of notes like I did, you weren't listening to this episode. You need to listen to it again. Uh, I, I think that's a perfect way to wrap this all up because I feel like we could talk for another hour and a half. I just looked down at the time. I was like, oh, well, you probably have other things to do. We should probably wrap this up. But oh, let let the people know how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you or, or just, you know, if, if they need someone to kind of be their hype person, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, I'll totally be a hype girl for any of you. Um, You can find me. I'm like, you can reach out via my personal page, which is just Chris Hilberg on Instagram or at your freelance friend on Instagram. Like, man, I have a podcast, The Red Door, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm not always on all these places. I'm like, but message me anywhere and I will totally hit you back up. For sure. And we'll put all of the links in the show notes so you folks can be able to uh, to connect with Chris. But Chris, thanks for being on the show. This was a really, really good conversation. Yes, loved it. I'm so, so glad we got to connect. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Now for everybody else, you know the deal. We go we go through this every single week. We talk about things at the end of the show. Um, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. They are super helpful to let me know you're enjoying uh these kind of episodes, these interviews, these talks, these conversations, whatever you want to call them. If you enjoy them, please leave a comment uh, in the reviews, wherever you're listening to it, all the podcast places, they've got review places to do it. Um, You can visit my website, www.flores.run for race recaps and all of that jazz. Uh, Hangry gear is on sale. You can get it www.wearehangry.com make a difference for those living with the issue of hunger right in your community um yeah we've got some events coming up with hangry there's a lot going on there so make sure you follow them uh that's at get hangry and hunger on the socials as well uh but yeah thank you so much for joining me today remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time see you guys next week